0: Praise be to this Jesus who, as high priest, who is una- who is not unable to sympathize with our weakness, who looks at this man and loves him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Today's gospel has… <clears throat> today's gospel passage has so many twists and turns and so many things that need qualification and explanation. How is keeping the commandments the path to eternal life? Uh, Isn't it appropriate to call God in flesh good? Is everybody supposed to sell everything and give it to the poor? And how rich is rich? That camel through the eye of a needle thing, was that a hyperbole? Big camel? tiny needle? Or was Jesus referring to the camel's gate that modern tour guides show you, which camels supposedly can actually pass through if their burdens are taken off and they crawl on their knees? Well, actually, that gate uh, didn't exist until the Middle Ages, so it's doubtful that's what Jesus was talking about. Now, Jesus being Jesus is painting a word picture of something humorously impossible— What's the encouragement in leaving everything to receive back a hundredfold in this life plus persecutions, and then in the age to come, eternal life? That's confusing. And so is the big wrap-up. Many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. More about that one later. But here's the great thing about Episcopal homilies rather than classroom lectures or Presbyterian sermons. When you realize you can't say everything, you pray to be able to say what's important for now and leave the rest for another time. Here, friends, is what seems important for you and me here and now. First, Jesus loved this person. Now, Jesus is busy getting ready for some trip, and he's interrupted. His response isn't, I'm too busy and too important. Call my assistant and make an appointment when I get back next week. He hears the man out. And then the man says, teacher, I've kept all these things from my youth. See, you can find it there in verse 20. What's next? Jesus looking at him. And it's not just any look. It's a penetrating gaze that takes in the whole person. The Greek is to see in. Jesus looks all the way into this man's soul. And what's next? He loved him. Now, don't know about you. I've known a few people in my life who have that uncanny ability to make you feel when they look into your eyes that they've seen into your soul. Those people make me feel uncomfortable. I'm not sure I want to know what's down there, (laughs) much less anybody else. But here is one who looks inside and sees what he sees and sees it with perfect love. And it's only out of that perfect love that Jesus diagnoses and prescribes what this particular soul needs. This is the most important takeaway for you and me from this passage. There is one who, unlike any other human being you will ever, ever know, who looks all the way into your soul with eyes of love. And the number one question today is can you dare to believe that for yourself? Second point. Even when Jesus, even when Jesus didn't get the the response he desired, he sympathized with the rich man. How hard it is, he says in verse 23. And then again in verse 24. How hard it is. We all have places of resistance. For this man, while he had learned not to steal, and you may notice back up in verse 19 that thou shalt not steal is the third of the commandments that Jesus cites. For this man, while he had learned not to steal, he had not yet learned generosity. For today... I would submit that what you need to know is this, Jesus knows how hard it is to move from not merely not taking to giving. How hard it is. Now, someone else may have learned that you can't actually kill people. That's the first of the commandments that Jesus mentions in verse 19. You can't actually kill people, but... But this person's point of resistance may be holding on to so many grudges and resentments that they're quietly, slowly killing themselves. At the same time, robbing their neighbors and coworkers of what could be a sparkling personality full of wit and wisdom. For today, what you need to know is Jesus knows how hard it is to move from not merely killing to being a life-giving presence. And someone else may have learned not to commit adultery. That's the second of the commandments that Jesus mentions in verse 19. Someone may have learned not to commit adultery, but may long ago have forgotten how to say thanks, or how can I help you, or wow, I'm so grateful for the way that you do X, Y, and Z for us, and I'd be lost without you. Meanwhile, perhaps nurturing a romantic fantasy with someone else or hiding a pornography addiction for for today, what you need to know is if this is your point of resistance, Jesus knows how hard it is merely not to break rules, but instead to thank and serve, build up, and be all in in the relationship. And it is for all of that that Jesus, our great high priest who is not unable to sympathize with our weakness, went on to make the painful journey to Jerusalem and spread his arms on the hard wood of the cross to purchase a forgiveness you and I could never earn and to win the power to live within us by the gift of the holy spirit to work transformation in us in his own time and in his own way friends if you if you're a guest here or if you've been here for a really long time and don't know how that works, if you need help taking hold of that and believing it for yourself, please, let's talk. Just drop me a note on, your, on the connection card before you put it in the offering plate, and let's get together. And that takes us to our final point, because one, Jesus loved him, and two, sympathized with him. He, three, didn't close the book on him. That, I think, is the point of the odd ending, and the last will be first. People's being followed by people who who got it, and he's blessing them. But here's one who goes away sorrowing. Maybe he's going to be one of the last to get it, who will be first. The door is always open for the rich man to reverse course. The gospel doesn't record the last chapter of his life. Jesus lets him go his way to reflect on what his obedience to the commandments means. If he's obedient to the commandments, he gives his first fruits, his tithes, his every third year extra tithe to take care of the poor. He gets to go and reflect on, like, what's wrong here? Why isn't this enough? Oh, maybe it's because these are really intended to be symbols of my total giving, of my whole self and gratitude for belonging to the kind of God who delivers from slavery with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Who knows what happens when a man like this ponders that the one whom he has called good having no idea how much he was saying splays his arms on a cruel cross to win an ultimate freedom, slavery, from fr- freedom from slavery to sin. What, whether it's potty training or getting their kids to tie their own shoes or helping their kids get past training wheels. Parents long for the day when their kids get it. But parents know that there's no set timetable. In our home, (laughs) Mrs. Kidd and I were constantly saying to each other, as long as they've got all this figured out by the time they leave for college, we're okay. (laughs) In the Christian life, and the last will be first, means simply this. Use your training wheels until you don't need them anymore. Just to speak to the issue that Jesus brings to the attention of this rich person, you lack one thing, generosity. There's simply no timetable that works for everybody. I think of three friends of mine, Mort, a child of privilege, as soon as he trusted Christ in his early adulthood, early adulthood, he committed himself to living way under his means to serve Christ. After people like the Desert Fathers, after people like Francis of Assisi, for him it was just an easy, easy decision. And at 81, he's still going strong. Then there's Doreen, who has a magnetic personality, and. After she built an exceedingly successful publishing business, she got submarined and kicked out of the business that she had started. And what does she do? She begins giving her time and resources to chaplaincy and to a ministry of personal discipleship. And then there's Bob, a brilliant actuarial who got all the way to retirement, in one of the nicest C-suites in the country before realizing he had built his career at the expense of his wife and children. And he spent the rest of his days developing prison ministries all over the country. There's no set timetable. Here at the cathedral, I am grateful beyond words for the many who give generously so we can carry on the rich ministry of worship and prayer, of music and community service that our forebears handed down to us. I'm aware that many give way beyond what is comfortable. I'm also aware that many of us are still on the journey to knowing that joy. Some of us are flourishing. Some of us are struggling. All of us, I would submit, do well to take our bearings from a Savior who looks into our soul, sympathizes as our great high priest and heavenly friend, and is ready to do amazing things in our lives. Now, to Him who is able to do immeasurably beyond all that we ask or even think, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations, including this one, forever and ever, amen.